How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. Today we have an interesting topic. I get asked a lot about couples that want to stay together but not live together. I know that I've gone through stages like this where it's just been a little bit too much. I've become irritated. There's little things that sort of stood out for me and I didn't want to see. I wanted my own space. I've had a really busy day and just loving the fact that coming home to an empty space and not having to talk to anyone sounded like a beautiful option at some points in my relationships. I really want to talk about is it beneficial for a couple to live apart while they're together? Mostly what we do see from couples is that they go through the motion of being together. And that looks like dating, being exclusive to one another, moving in together, buying a home, getting married, having kids, whatever that is. And and probably not always in that order either, but there's a mixture of those instances that happen over life. A lot of the time, society and people expect couples to to do that. And then after they've they've been dating, you know, for a while or they've married, the expectation is that you will eventually move in together. But that's not always the best thing for the couple. So what normally happens is that we combine our lives together, you know, we start to live quite a traditional life. But it's not everyone's bread and butter because we are as humans, we are evolving and we are enjoying a more autonomous way of being. And this also is an autonomous way of being in relationships or living. So couples are realizing that they can actually be together and even get married, but they don't have to coexist under the same roof. I've seen this several times over the work that I do, and they actually do have safe and successful relationships without the needing to like shack up in the one house. They actually live more fulfilling lives than, you know, the other couples that might be sharing a home or a roof together. So one way doesn't fit all. And I think we need to be a bit flexible and open to what works for the couple because they know what what's best, not us looking in. So why do people live apart and stay together? Well, I don't know. I mean, it it suits their relationship, but you've got to remember in a relationship, especially in the early years or the early stages of your relationship, it's real blissful. You know, we call it like a limerent stage. It's this honeymoon phase and you're really starting to learn about your partner, but you still have your own space to come home to when the date's over. And a lot of people, they really thrive when they're living alone, when they have like their own sanctuary to come home to and retire at the end of the day can be really beneficial, especially for the introverts that need their alone time. So going out there and entertaining or being on a date and sharing lots of information, those people need to come home and just almost energetically recover. And so their own space gives them that the option to do that. For other couples, though, they could be experiencing like it's a bit too early in the relationship. I'm not ready to move in yet with 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 someone. Or, you know, it could be that I can't take the next step, not because it's early in the relationship, but I can't afford to live with you at the moment. Or, you know, I'm working in another country or long distance and our relationship is sitting in the long distance relationship space for a little bit. I can't get away from my current location at the moment, which is stopping me from coming. And we see this a lot with long distance when there's visas involved and things like that. You know, for these couples, living apart 
together really isn't much of a choice. It sort of forced them to live apart because you don't really have much control over what the visa, when that's going to come about or if it's going to come about or your financial situation. Although you do have control over that, there is, you know, probably a time lag on um, how you navigate that space. So some people don't have a choice and they do need to be, be together but apart. A lot of the time in relationships, what we do see is that fear plays a really big role for couples and it impacts relationships. Sometimes when relation we're coming together in relationships, some people are a bit fearful of actually bunking up with someone under the same roof. They start to panic over the fact that they might lose some autonomy or they, they might lose their own space or they might lose their freedom. So living alone is the preference because their anxieties about living with another person are just heightened when they are put in a situation like that. So if we were going to talk about gender norms or traditional roles, it would mean that both the couples moving forward would get married and live under the same house and live happily ever after. But that's not the case at all. So sometimes couples live apart because, you know, one or maybe both of the partners experience those high levels of stress or fear around sharing a space. They don't want to bring those feelings to the forefront. And it's so it suits them to be apart. And it's sometimes for these people, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing when they're chatting with me is that it's daunting. They find it daunting to be themselves, to totally show their unvarnished self to the other person because we all exist in our habitats really differently. It may be really a really big contrast to the partner that you fell in love with. Just the thought of them seeing that part of you or being there when you are your authentic, unvarnished, real self can bring on those anxieties. And feeling not like yourself in your own home isn't a good feeling. Trying to constantly impress your partner or be fully relaxed in a place where you should be your most truest self is not a healthy environment. Living apart for those couples is actually better than living under the one roof. If they had to live under the, the one roof, what we would find is that over time they would probably separate. So it's quite common that couples are different. You see it all the time. You've got one couple that, you know, one person in the relationship that's messy, the other one's a neat freak. And sometimes we learn to navigate it. Sometimes we just close a blind eye and pretend it's not there. But sometimes it's too much for one of the partners and it can cause a huge strain on the relationship. So even if the relationship is, you know, relatively good and placid, these small annoying habits that cause those irritations really can impact the relationship long-term. And they could be small things like leaving your dishes in the sink or when you leave the drawers open in the bedroom. And if you have a, a pet hate that your partner consistently does and doesn't realize or doesn't notice it as a problem, these things all stack up and are a little bit too extreme to then stay in the relationship in a in a healthy way. So the relationship starts to fall apart. And really the best option for survival, you know, during these times is to, if they do want to stay in the relationship, is stay in the relationship, but then make the choice to live separately so that those triggers aren't happening. Sometimes what happens is that if you've had some experience previously living with a partner, 
let's face it, over the lifetime of a relationship, there will be good and bad times. And there's times where we find solace in whatever it is we do. And some people are looking for space. When you have your own place, it gives you that security blanket that should the relationship sour or should the relationship be going through, you know, an evolving stage, a change stage, a a shredding stage, that you then have the ability to live apart. And there's a middle ground there because you're still loving each other. You can work on the relationship, but you still go, you go to a separate roof rather than the same roof. I've seen this work really well when people are starting to work through anger management issues or substance abuse or physical or verbal and emotional abuse and any problems like that where, you know, one of the partners are getting some interventional help around it and the other partner removes themselves from the environment while they do that, but they're still committed, exclusively committed to each other. They're just not living together. And, you know, for these couples, this this does work. They are happy being in a relationship, but being together for too long or 24 hours a day, seven days a week can bring out these toxic traits that start to appear. And that's where problems occur. You know, the nitpicking, the noticing, the uh, feeling unappreciated, all of those things. Let's say one partner may drink alcohol and become a little bit erratic with their behavior or maybe a bit abusive when they're drunk at home. When they're sober, they may be a normal, pleasant person to be around. So, If you know that that's the type of person that you're with and they struggle with that type of, you know, conflicting behavior, it's the same person, but when they're drinking alcohol, they're one person and when they're, you know, sober, they're another, that having your own place to go to means that you're safe, you're not being abused, you're not in the firing line of the drinking partner. I guess there's some of the reasons that people do live apart, but how do you actually know? Like people go, how do you know if you should live apart? Look, that's your call. It really is hard to just be able to say to someone, hey, we're together, but we're going to live separately because traditionally ways of being in relationship is not living apart, but it does have many benefits and can sometimes be a lifesaver for a couple who are struggling to coexist in the same house. So while friends and family probably won't understand why you want to live apart permanently, it really is at the end of the day your relationship and you know what works best for you, your partner and the relationship survival. So you need to decide what that might be um, together with your partner. So being in a healthy and successful relationship doesn't mean you need to be able to live with that person and enjoy it. Live together can have plenty of downfalls and often lead to like sometimes breakups, um, you know, financial stress that wouldn't actually happen if you were living separately. So it can sometimes be safer for your well-being to have your place, the place of your own especially if you've been burnt by past relationships and need to have like that own place for your own financial security. So have a think about it. And if you're on the rocks with your relationship and it's all of these little things that irritate you that a banking up and they're just, you know, stacking upon stacking um, themselves and you feel like you're about to explode, is living apart an option? Because if you identify with any of those reasons why couples should live apart, but be together still, it could be the one thing that actually saves your relationship and is helpful for your well-being. And that's really important because I've seen a lot of deterioration around mental health for people that have stayed in these relationships that are just toxic. 
So another option to consider, and I've always said that not all options are for everyone, but as long as they know what their options are, you don't always need to leave a relationship when things aren't great. There's plenty of ways you can work on them. And this is just another option that if you feel like you've done a lot of the groundwork and there hasn't been much improvement, that this actually might work as well. So I'm going to leave you with that thought and I'd be happy to hear from you. Just send me a DM and I'll always uh, try my best to get back to you. Make sure you're telling all your friends about the podcast, subscribe, like, share, all those fancy things that you should be doing um, on socials around the podcast. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dr. Love. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.